the inhabitants, including the dead ones. In New York City, she didn't know any of them, so she could look past the translucent faces in the crowd and pretend not to see them. Back in Clayton, after she had seen the ghost of Sam Beresford, she had never known when another ghost would stop and speak, and she had never been sharp enough to play it cool and pretend nothing had happened. No, she just had to react, and before long people were giving her those looks that said they suspected she was losing her marbles. She had packed up and moved before they began pointing at her on the street. Yeah, the city was better. Warmer, too. About the time she began seeing the ghosts, her internal heat regulator seemed to go on the fritz. She always felt chilled these days, had for the past year. Sweeney didn't know what had brought the ghosts to mind this bright September morning, but they were the first thing she thought of when she woke. That and the cold, which seemed worse. She got out of bed, hurriedly changed her pajamas for sweats, and went into the kitchen to get that first cup of coffee, thanking God for automatic timers as she went. The first sip warmed her insides on the way down, and she sighed with relief. She actually tasted the second sip and was going back for the third when the phone rang. Phones were a necessary nuisance, but a nuisance still. Who the hell would be calling her at... She checked the clock. 7.43 in the morning. Irritably, she set her cup down and walked over to snag the receiver off the wall. A warm voice replied to her cautious greeting. Kandra here. I'm sorry to call you so early, but I don't know your schedule and I wanted to be certain I caught you. Her irritation fading, Sweeney replied. You got me on the first cast. Beg pardon? Never mind. It's a fishing term. I don't suppose you've ever been fishing. God, no. Like her voice, Kandra's laugh was warm and intimate. Kandra Worth owned the gallery where Sweeney sold her work. Sweeney, the reason I called was to ask if you could be here at about one to meet some potential clients. We were talking at a party last night, and they mentioned they're thinking of having their portraits done. I immediately thought of you, of course. Mrs. McMillan wanted to come by the gallery to look at a particular piece I've just gotten in, so I thought that it would be convenient for them to meet you while they're here. I'll be there. She shivered as she hung up and hurried back to her coffee. She didn't like meeting prospective clients, but she did like doing portraits, and she needed the work. About the time she had started seeing ghosts, her work had gone to hell in a handbasket. The trademark delicacy of her landscapes and still-life studies had given way to an uncharacteristic boisterousness, and she didn't like it. Her colors had always been transparent, as if they were watercolors instead of oils, but now, no matter how hard she tried, she found herself gravitating toward deep, passionate, unrealistic shades. She hadn't carried anything to Kandra's gallery in months, and though her old pieces were still selling, there couldn't be many left. She owed it to Kandra to take the job, if the couple liked her work. Sweeney was aware that she was not now and probably would never be a hot commodity because her art was considered too traditional. But nevertheless, Kandra had always steered her way those customers who preferred the traditional approach, thereby providing Sweeney with a fairly steady, moderately lucrative income. Above that, last year when Sweeney had announced her intention of leaving Clayton, it was Kandra who had scouted out this apartment for her. Not that New York City would have been Sweeney's first choice. She had been thinking of someplace warmer, 
Of course, New York was warmer than Clayton, which sat on the St. Lawrence River, but Kandra had talked her into coming to the city, and Sweeney didn't regret it. There was always something going on. Above all, New York was big enough that she didn't know any of the dead people, didn't feel compelled by good manners to acknowledge them. The city also provided a steady supply of faces, live ones. She loved faces, loved studying them. By New York standards, the rent was reasonable. Kandra had known about the apartment because her husband, Richard Worth, owned the building. He was some sort of Wall Street whiz, a self-made market millionaire. Sweeney had met him a couple of times and tried to stay as far away from him as possible. He had an interesting but intimidating face, and she thought he must be the type of man who steamrolled over everyone in his path. She made it a point not to be in his way. The neighborhood wasn't the best, nor was the building, but the apartment was...